I totally don't feel like doing this right now. But here I am. Come on, Kimani, lively up yourself. Lively up yourself. <sighs> you know, I just unintentionally, I put my arms out like, uh, like the cover of Bob Marley's Uprising album. Um, and I have dreads too. I, yeah, oh man, I don't feel like doing this right now. But, but why am I? Why, uh, why am I? Why am I? It's because I don't have other shit to do. That's not true. I have a lot of other shit that I could be doing. A lot of other important shit that I could be doing. Things that could advance my career and my personal life and my, and, well, my career and then by uh, ripple effect my personal life and then all that shit. Money really doesn't buy happiness. I mean, it buys, it buys certain things, but it does not buy happiness. I think, I think I'm putting a lot of my, a lot of the stock for my happiness into, into relationship with others because a relationship with myself is not, you know, panning out these days. Uh, I mean, I'm my own worst enemy and critic and also my own biggest, my own biggest, uh, what's the word? Cheerleader, I guess. I believe in myself so much, and I also believe that that belief is fucking stupid. But, whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I've been putting a lot of my a lot of my happiness, like the stock of my happiness, into not diversifying enough. See, now that I'm a fucking award-winning... Do they win awards? Investor? Now that I'm an expert in, at investing, I'm not. Um, I, my entire portfolio is down 25%. I lost a thousand dollars. Uh, I, now that I'm, now that I'm an incredible investor, I know what it looks like to not diversify my, my stock, my personal stock, my life stock. You know, I, I hung out with my cousin Cameron today. I wasn't, ex I wasn't expecting to, I wasn't intending to, but uh, he was out and he asked if I was going to be out, so, and I had to go and do some shit anyway, so I was hanging out with him, and then yesterday I was hanging out with uh, a couple friends, and then before that I was at home for a few days, and then I, well, when, when did I, on Friday I was with a friend of mine, and then with my cousin Cameron again, um, saw a movie we went to eat we're trying to find a new place to, re to a new burger spot to replace umami burger because that was our favorite like that was our favorite spot to go to all the time but now the umami burger the only umami burger that i think was that i think stayed open was the one uh in brookfield place and that's been closed for covid like since this whole shit started. But before that, there was one in Williamsburg that closed down. It was only open for like a couple months. It didn't last the four-month time period that those shits are supposed to to survive in New York, you know? Uh, and then there was one in Midtown, and I have no idea what happened to that. I haven't... I wonder if it... I wonder if it is still there, and I just haven't fucking, like, for some reason, haven't looked it up in the longest while. But we went to a couple a couple spots. We went to Five Napkin Burger on uh, on Fourteenth and Third, 
And then, um, and then after that, we saw a movie. We saw Promising Young Women, which was cool. I like it. I like it a lot, though. I think there are some weird directorial choices. And also, I hate a couple of... I don't know. It's like a movie. It's like a good movie. It has all the bones and machinations and, like... It acts like a good movie, you know? If that makes any sense. It presents itself as a really good movie. But, like, the more I think about it and the more I, like, you know... Or, no, it, actually, not even that. In the moment watching, it's like it's a good movie in hindsight, if that makes sense. You know, at the time of watching it, I'm like, okay, this is cool. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird, too, you know? But after the fact, I was like, no, this is actually a fun, interesting movie. The premise is way different than anything I've ever heard of. Basically, in it, it's some chick who's trying to. Uh, uh, I don't know, get revenge, well, yeah, get revenge on the, on the guys who, who, uh, who, like, date raped her best friend in college, um, it's not like, I mean, that sounds, that sounds so, <laughs> that sounds like a, like a B-movie plot, like a shitty, uh, she's out to get revenge, no, it's, it's it's pretty dark, you know. The movie's pretty dark. I mean, it presents itself like a. It, it's kind of a. It's a dramedy, really. Um, but the dry humor in it is fucking hilarious, and Bull Burnham is in it, and he's great, and Carrie Mulligan's awesome, of course, because she's Carrie Mulligan, so that's expected. Um, the whole movie, I, I like the movie a lot. I, I, I like in hindsight, you know. And I know if I were to watch it again, I'd enjoy it at the moment but also find the parts that I don't like, like, really, really annoying, and then at the end I'll be like, yeah, but it's a really good movie, though, you know? Um, I think I think I saw on, uh, scrolling through YouTube, and I saw that, what's, what's his name, what's, uh, no, not, uh, what was it, Watch Mojo, or, or CinemaSins, or fucking, what's the other movie one? Um, not cinema sense. It's the one that with the uh, screen junkies, you know, where they do the 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 honest trailers and shit. I think I saw a thumbnail for like the twenty twenty one Oscars, and apparently that that's up um that's up there for best picture in the thumbnail. I haven't actually looked at the nominations, but I don't really care for the Oscars this year. I feel like last year was kind of a shitty year for movies for the most part, you know. Um, I mean, Promising Woman was cool, and what else? The King of Staten Island was great. I don't know if that was nominated, but I think that should be. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I haven't seen a lot of, I mean, obviously, because fucking no theaters, and I don't like watching them shits here at my desk or on the TV. I want to go to the theater and see it. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure Regal's going to do, like, the Oscar movie week thing, and I'm going to fucking spend all my money. Well, no, I'm going to get the pass. What am I talking about spend all my money? I'm going to get the pass and go see as many as possible. I don't even need the pass, though, do I? Because I have the monthly membership. Unless it's, like, separate. I'll buy it separate. I don't mind. It's 35 bucks. It's worth it. So worth it. Because most of the people who are going to, like... I mean, I guess the way they imagine it is like whoever's going to buy it, it's going to be a lot of people who buy it and not a lot of people who use it. And that's kind of been the case every time I've gone 
when they do that movie week shit, like for Regal. Um, and AMC does it a while, but I'm, I don't do AMC. I, yeah, whenever I, whenever I go, and I remember the first time I did that a week, and, like, I'd go, I'd, I, I would think I was going to see, like, at least a movie a day, but just a couple times I saw, like, two movies. Um, I remember I saw Manchester by the Sea, and I fell in love with that shit. Uh, Oscar movie week, and I saw um, a couple others. This must have been 2016 or 2017. When did Manchester by the Sea? That's 2017, I think. And I saw Moonlight in theaters as well uh, when I went to... Yeah, I mean, it was that same year. Moonlight beat Manchester by the Sea last minute because Man- they thought Manchester by the Sea won, and then who was it that was hosting? Steve Harvey or someone? That whole, the whole fucking fiasco was stupid. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> you know? Um, it should only say one name on the card they read out for who wins. And not just that. They should tell the host who it's going to be. You know? They don't need to be surprised. You don't give a shit whether the host is surprised or not. You know? They just got to act it. That's why they have actors do these things. That's why they have actors host these fucking whatever. And not and not Steve Harvey. <laughs> you know. Who who was it that hosted the last time? Was it like Ricky Gervais or something? Or no, it wasn't the Oscar. He hosted something, but um Promising Young Woman is a good movie. I like it. I think you should go see it. Whoever you are, if it's still in theaters at this point. But yeah, I saw three. I've been in theaters three times since uh, since shit's opened back up. I went. I saw Promising Woman. I can't speak. I saw Promising Young Woman. I saw. I saw. Um, Nobody, or maybe it was two times. What else did I see? I feel like I saw something else. I can't remember. Was Nobody was the first? Nobody was the first thing I saw coming back. I didn't see the Monkey and the Lizard yet. Um, I don't really care to. Because I've never really cared for Godzilla or, or fucking King Kong so much. So seeing them fight to me is like, eh, whatever. Um, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll watch it and, like... I mean, I'm going to go see it eventually. Like, there are, there are only so many movies that are enticing at all. Uh, and I saw two out of, two out of like, the four or five of them that, are in, that I'm curious to see at all anyway. And I'm not one for rewatching certain movies. Like, I mean, you know what? Maybe I'd go rewatch Nobody in theaters. Because uh, that's a fun one. The fight scenes on that are so fucking fun. Uh, then I'll walk out halfway through because the final fight isn't so enticing, I don't think. Like, the that final battle. Um, but the thing with him in the bus, state in the, in the bus, like, fighting those uh, Russian guys was fucking a hilarious scene like overall it was great brutal it was written by the same guys who wrote john wick so or the same guy who wrote the john wick trilogy so i guess i mean then again though it's not like it's a choreographer but i guess when this dude when you're writing the script i don't know i don't know specifically how detailed he is in it but i've seen a video of him like like writing a fight scene from scratch and he has a pretty like simple clean clear cut uh clear cut um what was it called writing style when it comes to writing fight 
and that leaves a lot of room with the choreographers, but he leaves in like those nuggets of, oh, fucking, uh, you know, Wick dispatches uh, two guys, one guy left. He fucking jumps over something and then hits him with like a wrench or whatever. He, he like puts out like the, like the main shits of it, like if it's a comedic beat or something, which I think is interesting and I try to do that in my writing style as well, but I haven't written a fight fight scene in a long time. Um, I haven't, like, I've hardly, I mean, I didn't, I didn't rewrite the opening fight scene in my passion project, and I haven't written any other fight scene at all since, because there are not really many fight scenes for a fucking thing about people with superpowers and shit, there's not really many fight scenes, but that's intentional. It's not like the boys, though, because the boys, I think the boys could use some more fight scenes because like we don't get to see and the i thought the shit where were like um who is it starlight mave and and uh, this is a spoiler for season three but when starlight mave and and what's her name there's one more was, was it uh kimiko when they were kicking the shit out of out of uh what's her name the nazi chick that was hilarious but it was only funny because it's like <laughs> that's the least <laughs> it's so not a slobber knocker of a fight. It's like just, oh, let's just kick like they beat her they beat her up and then they cut to like a wide shot of the three of them just like kicking the shit out of her. Like the same way that that a gang would do the same thing to like a singular person. Just kind of pathetic in a way which is what made it funny um to watch you know but i guess i mean you know that's not what their budget's for their their budget goes towards like making the boys look like a fucking movie um and and hiring a lot of extras and the minimal effects that they even have in the shit is I do wish I do wish they'd have done they'd do like some more actual fight scenes or like one big like actual superhero style fight scene. You know? And I don't know how their fight scenes go. And obviously we get like the like uh fighting with guns and shit, like, you know, gun battles and stuff with the boys, like the team themselves, but not like the superheroes. That's what I wanna see. I wanna see Homelander fight. Well then again, they don't have villains like that. They don't have superpowered villains. They only have superheroes. And the villains are like, you know, they're hidden within the heroes as well. You know, so we're not going to see shit like that. But I think it'd be super interesting to see a fucking, what's his name? A-Train fight. Uh, I, I mean, Homelander would probably kick his ass, but. I don't know. What else is, what else is a... The dude who plays Homelander in. His name is Anthony Starr, right? I can't I can't remember what the fuck he's in, other than the boys. Is he in The Flash? Is that what I seen him in first? Or something? One of those like CW bullshits? I don't know. Um I was disassociating again, like twenty minutes ago. I was looking in the mirror. I put on a uh like I was saying earlier, or did I say this earlier, or did I think it? I don't know. I must have said it. Um, money doesn't buy happiness. I I, I bought a uh, I bought a Club Monaco peacoat. 
or top coat. It was on sale, so I didn't like spend an arm and a leg. Normally, shit's like four hundred. I got it for one sixty. Um, because you know, it's fucking spring. They're trying to get rid of old shit. I'm surprised I even got it in my size. But it's a color I've always wanted. But it's a top coat. It's nice. It fits me well. I do wish it was a little bit slimmer, you know, because I like, I like having a slim. I don't. I don't like looking very big. Um, to be honest. But I put it on. I've tried it on. I've tried it on three times since I bought it. I tried it on at the, at the when I picked it up. I tried it on um, because I ordered it online. You know, when I picked it up, I tried it on and I liked it. And then when I got home, I immediately tried it on when I got here, and then I fell asleep. I, I got home at maybe like nine. I slept till like ten thirty, and then my mom called me, and we were talking, and then I just haven't gone back to sleep. What time is two and it's two a.m. right now? I'm probably, I'm probably just gonna wait till I'm tired or maybe watch a movie or get some work done or something. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, I I put it on about twenty minutes ago. You know, it was just laying on my bed because I hadn't, I hadn't put it away yet. And I saw it there, so I just want to put it on to feel something. I've been up for the past couple hours just, like, feeling nothing. Like, just empty. Like, hollow. You know? Um, it's almost like that feeling that that uh, Jason and Chidi described. Is it Jason? Was that his name? Uh, in The Good Place? There's spoilers for The Good Place. There's spoilers all around. So if you haven't watched this, I I would implore you to. But um, because this is a major spoiler, hopefully you'll forget it by the time you get to that. But um, skip forward a minute or something. I in in that I, I know I talk slow and I keep fucking stalling and stuttering, but I don't know. I uh, the at the end of. In the last episode of uh, of The Good Place, Jason was ready to pass through the archway into nothingness, right? And, like, you know, after however many Jeremy Baramies <laughs> of time, you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about if you watch the thing. Um, it, after, how, like, the, an incomprehensible amount of time, millennia, um, he decided he he's ready to leave the afterlife and just cease to exist, right? And Chidi and Eleanor asked him how he knew he was ready, and he said there was one point where where the air outside of me and the inside of me just felt. It felt even. Like there's like there is no me. There's just I mean it's not what he said, but it's basically the sentiment, like there's no me, it's just air passing through. Like the particles hit the area that's supposed to I mean, this is how I interpret it, but the particles of whatever air and atoms and whatever, they hit 
the the area that is supposed to be designated towards what I would consider my body. And it forms that, and then it disappears again. And Shidi said at the very end of the episode as well, he said, um, he said, I don't know, I don't know, I don't remember what philosopher or whatever that this was attributed to, but he said, it's like a wave, right? In the ocean, there's, it's just water. You look out, it's water. And then the wave starts to form and then it, and it curls in on itself and then it crashes and then it dissipates back into water right but that wave that wave was there it existed and then when it dissipates into water again it stops existing but it's still there you know the water's always there so i don't know i more and more often when I'm not around people, I feel, I feel empty and hollow and, and I don't know how to, I don't know how to, how to remedy that. I don't, I don't know if I need a purpose. I mean, I feel like I have, well, no, that's not true. Well, I, and I, I, I have a purpose. I think I have a purpose. But then again, I mean, what the fuck is a purpose, right? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in like, I don't believe that there is a meaning in life. You know, I don't think there's a meaning in life. I think there's, I think meaning is what we find. I don't I don't think I don't think it's anything other than that, right? So, when people say what's the point of anything? I mean, there's no point except what you make of it. And what I've decided that my purpose in life is is to create for the world whatever in however best way I can do that. And the way that manifests in me would be through the arts and storytelling and, and visual creation. That That's the way that it manifests in me. And hopefully in the future, that would manifest in, in creating a family of interesting people to to continue on, you know? And then... And then to create a way to 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 bring like teenagers and young adults out of out of uh, whatever mode they're in, like build up the next generation of artists and creators. That that's it, like the way that I want my life to map out is next 10 years or next 10, 15 years. Well, no, the next 20 years really is, 
well, let's do it in phases. The next 10 years is to create as much as possible with my own hands and build a team of people around me. And then the next 10 years after that would be to create bigger things and create an industry as well as build a family up. And then the next 10 years after that is continue building, building that family and transitioning from creating, you know, a culture and an industry through film and, and, and media. After that, I want to transition towards a more tangible. That's why, that's why I keep saying I want to go back to school for architecture when I'm bored of filmmaking and in a couple decades. You know, and not to say I'll ever really be bored of filmmaking. I don't think so. But, but I mean, there comes a certain point. I know that I want to do something like build a tower or, or a city, a small city or something. Like, I know I want to do something like that. And I know that if I were to go back to school for it right now and then like try to, like, I wouldn't be as passionate about doing so at the moment. Like, I I want to pursue filmmaking first. That's my first thing, you know. But it all, it all comes down to creation. So that's what I think my purpose in life is. And, or well, that's not, not what I think my purpose in life is. That's the purpose that I've chosen for my life. For the most part. And I do think that I can choose that. You know, I don't know why I started talking about this at all. I do remember. I, yeah, so, I mean, I guess that empty feeling is kind of, maybe I feel like I'm I'm not, I mean, but I mean, it's true. I'm not doing this to my, to the best of my ability. But then again, what's my ability? I mean, there's potential, right? But. I think you can be capable of doing something over time without having the ability to do it like in the short term. I mean, I think that's, I feel like that's a reasonable thing to say, right? Like I, I can't, like I think I'm capable of, of creating great change in the world, but am I able to do it like at the moment or in the short term within the next six months, a year, five years? I don't know. Uh, I I don't know if I can be the judge. I mean, am I able to, like, can I find it in me, in my mental state to right now turn on my computer? I'm sitting at my desk right now to turn on my computer and, and cut my entire short film by dawn. You know, I, I don't, I'm not in the mental space, the mental state to be able to do that. I, I, I don't think I am. You know, I think I'll open it up and then I'll just stare at the timeline for an hour and then close it again because that's what I've been doing. Like once I, once I open the thing up, that's what I, that's what I do. I end up looking at a timeline. I fucking move a clip. I play through one clip. I think, where can I put this? What the hell am I doing? And I close the shit and then watch a movie and think, Oh, I'm being productive by getting inspiration. No. <laughs> no, I'm entertaining myself. Um, but that's what I'm saying. I've been putting too much stock in... in, in... I, I need to figure... Like, I don't, I, I don't know how I've lost the ability. Maybe I, spend that, maybe I spend so much time on my own now 
that I've lost the ability to like appreciate, oh, not the ability. I've, I've, I'm, I have less appreciation for being alone than I, than I ever have, I think. Because I am alone a lot. And yeah, yeah, I, I think that's basically it. You know? Not only physically alone, because, because, I mean, the only person who lives here is my grandma, which is fine. I mean, she's here half the time. Um, but also, like, when she is here, it's not like we're on a, it's not, it's not like we're on a spiritual and mental playing field, like level playing field. Like, I'll be very honest here. I mean, what have I, what have I been doing this whole time? I, I I look at I look at most of my family as in some stupid selfish narcissistic way as like almost below me if that makes any sense you know like most of the people in my family when <laughs> and this is like this is like the this is like the stupid narcissistic idea of like uh someone who who thinks they're smart uh, namely me i think i'm i think i mean i people keep telling me i'm smart so i i don't know what else to believe there um unless i'm surrounded by idiots telling me i'm smart but that could be another that could be enough. I could be the smartest of the idiots, <laughs> you know, um, or maybe I'm the dumbest of the geniuses, or maybe there's no point quantifying and, 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 and comparing yourself, Kimani. How about that? Um, I'm so, I'm so ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I wonder if, if like, I don't feel on a, I don't feel like when I'm around a lot of my family, I don't feel like, and ugh, gosh, I, I need to stop trying to qualify this. Let me just say it. I don't feel like I'm on a level. I feel like I like mentally or something, I'm on a level above or something like a, that slight step above, but it feel like gives me the kind of elitism or whatever in my mind to be like, Oh, and it's probably just because I'm used to them. That's that. That's really it, you know. I think the more I get used to someone, the less I think of them because I immediately put a lot of people on a pedestal. Because I mean, there's some, that's some naivete in me. I'm, uh, and I, I've I've noticed this. Like the moment I meet someone, once I notice they're kind of interesting and they live it, they've lived a different life than me. Whether that's like, you know, they grew up uber wealthy or like traveling the world or anything, or even like in the slums and they had to fight their way out or fucking uh, trailer park type shit. Like whichever, like anyone who's lived a life who is, that is, I view as vastly different than mine for the most part, um, like a different experience. And I guess it's easier for me to say since I don't have a lot of life experience in anything at all anyway. I I do put them on a 
like I immediately think, oh shit, this person is on a level above or a couple levels, you know, with this first, um, with this first chick that I ever dated, um, she, I, I did that for a while and that's why, and that's probably why I didn't go on any other dates. I mean, that's part of the reason I still haven't gone on a date since, but, um, between that first date and the Valentine's Day thing, I hadn't done anything else because part of it was like I felt like guilty for like not wanting to, not not wanting to, but but deciding not to move forward with it because, you know, it's hanging out with her and shit, like non-platonically. Um, but also, like, I put her on a fucking pedestal immediately, which I guess is a predictable and somewhat, I, I mean, I, I guess I could say this kind of healthy-ish for a first relationship, like that's the expected result. And not even relationship, but like, you know, I'm fucking excited. I went on a date with some chick who goes to Columbia and she's, and she's, you know, can talk circles around me and which is, often rare to find, um, I've noticed at least personally. And, oh, which is wild because I stutter like a fucking starting lawnmower or something. And yeah, I, and I, you know, I don't know her, I don't know what like issues she's dealing with or whatever, I, I don't know if she's going through shit, and if she was, I'd probably just give more points to her for being so cool, but, but I don't know, I, like, I, I felt, I, I didn't go on any other date, because I was like, oh, shit, are they all gonna be this awesome? I can't imagine, I can't imagine it, you know? Um, so I did put her on, her ped on a pedestal, and, and, I suffered for it. That's a super quick lesson to learn. You know? How'd I get on this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I got on this. I'm just talking here. You know? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can say I don't appreciate being alone when I do this fucking podcast. Then again, I haven't done it in a few days. It's not like I haven't had the chance to. It's been, I've had all the chances to in the world. It's just, I just haven't been compelled to do it. I get, oh no, that's not true. I had, when I came from seeing Promising a Woman, I guess I had a little bit of, a little bit of thought to want to do it, but, but I mean, you know what? I guess this is the best time to, because it's, it's two 30 in the morning. Um, I can't sleep. And this is how the podcast started. Hey, <laughs> I did the first cut podcast at what? 5 AM. Uh, that was many, many months ago. I never celebrated like a anniversary type thing for this thing. So happy anniversary or something. I mean, this shit was in February, I think is when I started this, but. I can't remember. Um, yeah. 
I haven't made a I haven't made a TikTok since that first one. Uh, I haven't really tried either. I could have put I could have put more effort into it. I was supposed to, I was gonna try so yesterday, but I ended up not shooting myself. So I made a little attempt. I think when I when I make some edits, maybe I'll I like some edits of these photos. I'll make I'll make something for it. But it was super rainy, and I was gonna go out and shoot self portraits in the rain, uh, which I think would have been really cool. But I guess part of it's a good thing I didn't do it yesterday because my umbrella fucking was busted. And the one that I'd ordered off Amazon to do, like, to actually do the thing with didn't arrive till today. So yesterday, today, whatever, it's 2.30 in the fucking morning. Today. Um, so I figure, like, it's supposed to rain on Thursday. Uh, so I'm going to go out and do that instead on Thursday. And I got some shit to pick up for work on Friday, so... Ah, oh, man. What is my purpose? We spread butter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did I just make a Rick and Morty reference? I don't even watch a show like that. Why, do I, why the fuck do I even know that? Um, <sighs> yeah, what's my purpose? What, what's your purpose? You tell me. Uh, you, you talk into your, into your phone for once, so I don't have to do it, (laughs) you know, I'm 37 minutes in, I could talk about some more shit, I feel, I'll do a full hour, if only, if nothing but to pass the time, you know what else has felt hollow for a while, music, but no, you know it's funny. I I didn't realize this, but I had my subwoofer for my speakers at my at my at my desk. I had the subwoofer turned almost all the way off for however long. I have no idea. So I th- I was looking at something under under my desk, and then I was like, wait a second, why the fuck is the subwoofer turned all the way down? Have I been listening to music with my subwoofer turned all the way down for this long? Because I don't remember when I turned it down. And I don't remember why I turned it down. Uh, usually it's maxed. So I turned that shit up. I don't, know, I don't remember how long ago this was. This is a few days ago. But I turned that shit up as I was listening to music. And the feeling came back. Like the feeling of enjoying music and shit, it came back. And it came back with a vengeance. And I'm fear fucking sitting at my desk just like, air drumming and air guitaring, even though I have a fucking actual guitar right next to me. And, and just like banging my head and like, just vibing out. And you know what else I was listening to? I, part of it got me into listening to a lot more metal and specifically ginger. Like I listened to that. I, I, I found a, um, a live performance, um, the ginger did. And, I listened to that shit and I fucking loved it and I saved it. I saved more than half the songs from the set onto my Spotify. And uh, I found this thing on YouTube, which is, you know. And I, I'm, I was just enjoying the shit out of myself. I don't remember what I was doing. It must have been, it must have been editing or something, but. Um, or like, I don't know. I don't remember what I was doing. But. 
like that I found I found I was listening to like a lot of a lot of like punk shit like some of my some of the playlists that I made like I started fixing because I realized I had a lot of weird songs in certain playlists like like I, I think I mean I had like a stroke song in a punk playlist and I was like that's weird that shouldn't be there there's not a single stroke song fast enough to be in a punk playlist or or no there's not a single stroke stroke song that's punk enough to be in a punk playlist you know um not even that one song uh that goes how's it go oh you're so cold um i can't remember what was what, the song i can't remember I'm sorry you had to hear me sing. <laughs> and uh, unless that didn't sound like shit, like that didn't sound like actually singing. It sounded like me talking. But that everything I do sounds like me just talking. That's why I can't do shit. The only thing I can do is that cell voice, which my sister hates. Um, or uh, it's it's cell and it's also a fucking like 80-year-old woman from Long Island. Um, you know? Like I got it, I got it off of like when we were watching Dragon Ball Z, um, a bridge on YouTube, and we got to the Cell Saga, and I was just like, after a while, it was just like, oh, he's so creepy, and I was like, he's creepy. <laughs> um, I can't do the shit right now. I can't do it right now. Uh, I, I just like answer everything she said in the Cell voice. Beep. <laughs> that was random if you haven't seen the fucking thing but how do I recommend I'm just recommending a bunch of shit to watch watch Promising Young Women watch Nobody watch uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z Abridged watch The Good Place what else should you watch I watched um, I, I watched the finale of Legend of Korra to feel something a while ago uh, a few days ago I don't know if I mentioned this last one but I watched that to feel something and that made me feel something, and maybe I should watch it again. Here's the thing: my fear is that every every time I watch it, I feel less emotion, like slightly less. But I know I watch it so often that it's like less and less and less. And I feel like if I were, I need to go on like a two or three year ban of Legend of Korra stuff and Avatar stuff. You know, like, like actually watching it. And then when I watch it again, I'll fucking be like tearing up as if it was the the third time again, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I've just been trying to find shit to make me feel good. Like, that's why I say, like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to diversify the stock of my, of my personal happiness, you know? Like, I put a lot of, I put probably 70% of it into other people. You know, hanging out with other people and taking other people out for dinner and fucking drinks and, and other shit. Um, and shooting and, and making phone calls for whatever fucking reason. And, and other than that, I, like, t today for the most part, I felt fine. I mean, except, I mean, I woke up hungover because I was drinking tequila all night last night, but, um, 
Actually, no, I was hardly hungover. I was hungover, like, until, like, 7 or 8 a.m., and then I fell asleep again and woke up at, like, noon, and I was fine, just dehydrated. But, um, but, like, like, emotionally and mentally and psychologically, I guess, I felt I was fine. And then I was hanging out with my, with my cousin, and I was fine the whole time. And then I got home, and for the first 10 minutes, I was fine. And then I went to knock out for a bit. And then I woke up, and I felt like shit. So, I mean, I am putting... Let's see, how am I, how am I diversifying my portfolio of happiness? I'm putting 70% of my happiness into other people, and then maybe 10% into like leisure shit. Like that's like lonely leisure shit, like fucking video games, which isn't working. Like the stock on that is dropping massively. And, uh, um, you know, the only thing that's keeping, keeping the company afloat is (laughs) watching reruns of legend of Korra and avatar and young justice and like other shit that makes me happy. Um, or, or makes, gives me some kinds of fucking emotions. And, uh, what's the other 20% going to, or I guess maybe 20% is going to shit like that. And the other 10%, I'm not getting that from anything. I don't know. Or, you know what? Maybe this is, maybe this is wrong. Maybe, maybe... I'm going at this all wrong. I mean, no, I'm probably going at this entire thing all wrong. Let me not even say that shit. But maybe I'm, I'm, my, my stock market analogy is flawed because, because there is not really hitting a hundred percent. You know, like my happiness isn't hitting a hundred percent. You know, because I'm not. Like I'm at, I'm at like a good thirty percent, maybe, which probably most people. So maybe I don't have the right to complain. Like I feel like most people are probably at a thirty percent, which is probably the healthy. I and mean, who's a hundred percent happy? Everyone's a little bit sad all the time, aren't they? That's another good place quote or philosophy. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is texting me? What the hell? Oh, Shopify. Um, I finally got a friend of mine, uh, I finally got a friend of mine, a, what's it called? Uh, a, a camera shop, the hold fast shit that I got, but I got him it in blue. I kind of like the blue though. It's just like, rather just getting the black cause he wears black all the time. And it's a staple. It's kind of like a staple piece if you're a photographer. It would be. I mean, I know he likes his peak design straps and shit. I mean, they're small and easy to fucking carry around or whatever. I, don't know. I got it because I got it because I'm fucking selfish. I got it because because I like it as a gift. <laughs> and I thought he'd like it, and I have no idea if he will or not. Um, you know. So. I'm a terrible gift giver. I have no idea what to fucking give people. I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking about love languages. Um, and I, I, I think I'm good at... I mean, I know what my personal love languages are. Like, how I want to receive love is only through 
time and physical touch, like time spent and physical touch. That's that's it. All the other shits, I don't give a shit about. However, I'm I I think I'm kind of good at giving out like words of affirmation, you know. And I'm kind of good. And I actually, you know what? I'm terrible at giving out time spent, aren't I? <laughs> and, you know, argue, depending on the person, actually, not even depending on the person, I'm probably terrible at giving out physical touch as well. So the ones that I, I, that I am most receptive to are the ones that I, that I dish out the least, probably. Um, and then the one thing that I'm... Oh, I'm. I can't say I'm not receptive to like to like words of affirmation, but I can. I can give it. I can give it out, and I do receive it. Pretty well. I don't like. Tense up or fucking like it doesn't like go through straight through my. Actually, yeah, no. I think about basically every compliment I get, all the time. You know. I've probably I can probably remember every single person who has genuinely complimented me. Uh, you know, because it has a lasting impact. So I do appreciate that. But what are the other ones though? Acts of service I kind of don't give a shit about so much. Um, like which is kind of a shame because it feels like. It feels like I'm I'm probably taking advantage. No, I'm not taking advantage. I just dropped a ring on my fucking table. Um, it feels I'm not taking advantage, but it feels like I don't want to be unappreciative of someone giving, like doing a an act of service for someone, right? You know, specifically for me because we know me and the word deserve already. I, yeah, I, I think, I think just constantly, though, the people who I do think of who, who give out acts of service or whatever as their, like, that's the way they express love. Yeah, I'm not one to do so. I don't, I don't do that myself. And I do appreciate it. But I, that's not like a make or break for me at all. I don't want people to do shit for me ever. You know? And, I mean, let me not say it so... Let me not say it so definitively. But I like I can live without anyone doing anything for me ever. That's not gonna... So whoever I end up with, if for some reason you're listening to this shit and you're not totally turned off by my... <laughs> By my, what's the word? My candor and woe is me shit. Um, if you're listening this far, fuck, I'll marry you immediately. I, yeah, I, I would hope that whoever I end up with isn't like super just gonna be trying to do shit for me all the time or give me things. Because I get myself things and 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 it feels empty. Like everything I everything I've I've gotten, the only thing that hasn't felt empty, which is kind of wild, is I've gotten this uh, 
I bought these. Uh, I'm looking at these right now. I got these Skull Candy. What do they push? Earbuds, and I actually like them, and they're comfortable, and they work. So, um, and I and I'm a person who hates earbuds for the most part. I hate how they fit. They hurt my ears. But these were these are great. I like these a lot. Um, it's the only thing that hasn't felt like empty that that hasn't like not given me some joy like even this pea coat i got like the joy i got in the moment was fine but i'm not gonna be able to wear it for another fucking year because it's nice out now um i don't know everything everything i've bought so far like everything i keep buying just feels empty and empty and empty and and when I get other shit from people, it's like, cool, thank you. Like, I appreciate you for having the thought of even wanting to grant me this thing. You know? But, again, I I would never ask for anything. And I would rather... I'd rather not be given things, I guess. Maybe that's... Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's not selfish, but maybe that's immature of me. To even think something like that. Um, I got I have seven minutes left. When the fuck am I gonna do? When am I gonna do another podcast? Am I gonna do it tomorrow? Should I just should I just end the segment and keep going and make it part of the same fucking episode? I guess I don't know. Um, <clears throat> this episode is brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder I wonder how many of you were well I say how many of you there's fucking three of you listening I wonder if any of you reflexively went to hit skip fast forward 15 seconds like I do all the time the moment I hear Charlemagne or Andrew Schultz or or anyone on a fucking podcast be like uh time to pay some bills or um you know or the Joe Rogan experience is brought to you by, or whatever the fuck, immediately. I'm like, okay, where's my phone? I'm not listening to this shit. Sometimes they catch me. Sometimes they, they start an ad, and they immediately start the ad, read funny, like you know, like on uh, Flagrant 2 or, or Brilliant Idiots or any of those fucking stupid comedy podcasts. If they start the ad, read hilarious, then fine. Otherwise, it's like, eh. I'm not going to listen to it. I don't want to hear it. Which is a damn shame because, I mean, they're doing a, kind of a service. Like, I look at salesmanship as a service. I don't look at it as, like, crummy as a lot of people do. You know, a lot of people look at salesmen as, like, oh, they're just trying to... Like, they look at them as, like, snake oil salesmen all the time. And I disagree. I think I think... Part of it is doing a service. Obviously, they have an incentive to make money, sure. But I think a good salesman would be someone who is matching a person with a thing that they need, you know? Or at least a thing that they think they need, which we could argue about the ethics of that, sure. But, I mean, I think if if a salesman fucking... If an ad shows up for a thing that I don't care for, then the ad wasn't for me. But if it spreads awareness to like, oh, 
uh, try fucking Blue Chew. Are you a limp-dicked dude? <laughs> do you, uh, do you get, what's the, what's the, what's the fucking term they use? Noodle? Like, when you get drunk and you can't get it up. What's it called? I don't know. I can't remember, but when when they do that, um, you know, the ad copies like, oh, get blue chew, fucking, you know, give your girl the best time of her life or whatever. I mean, that solves the problem for some people because Viagra is annoying. Like that's like there's a whole hassle behind it, isn't it? No, from what I've heard. But I mean, like something like easily accessible, straight to straight shipping, blue chew or whatever the hell. All that shit. You know, it's... it, Like, products solve a problem. That's what they're there for. And a salesman is just a person who is trying to match a solution to someone's problem. That's the way I look at it. And maybe that's a very super capitalist way of me looking at it. Or maybe a super optimistic fucking beer goggles way of looking at salesmanship. But I think a good salesman... And I'm not saying every salesman's a good a good person or a good salesman or like but I think an ethical moral salesman, which I think can exist for the most part, um, is someone who is genuinely trying to match a solution to someone's problem, trying to fix someone's problem. And maybe they're trying to find out who has a problem and fucking or convince them that they have a problem. Sure. Uh but I think for the most part, I don't know. Maybe that's a stupid way of looking at it. It can't. It very well could be. But everything I've said for the past hour could be a total waste of breath. Um, for all I know, you know what I tried doing? I have two minutes left before this shit cuts off automatically. You know what I tried doing last a uh, couple weeks ago? I tried to. F- I tried to get on BetterHelp, but I found out this shit's like. To me, it's like prohibitively expensive. I don't want to spend two sixty a month on that shit. I can't. I can't afford it. Um, comfortably at least, not not with what I'm trying to do with my money. Then again, I just spent a hundred and sixty bucks on a jacket I won't be able to wear for a fucking year. So what am I? Well, what am I even saying? You know. What's more worth it, your mental health or a fucking coat? (laughs) This is a good question, isn't it? What's a coat? It keeps me warm. It keeps me warm so I can stay uh, unfeeling and unemotional throughout my winter. I'm smiling while I'm saying this, if you can't tell. But then again, you've tuned out... uh, 55 minutes ago so whatever i guess that's it good night